Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Jeff. Jeff from CrossFit Owasso in Owasso, Oklahoma. What's up, Jeff? How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing really good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. All right. So let's just jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? Oh, wow. So, wow. That's a, that's a long story short. Uh, simply uh, watched an episode of Extreme Makeover Home Edition and saw the CrossFit Owasso sign in the back. Uh, got a group on for CrossFit the next day said to my wife, hey, let's try this CrossFit stuff out. Um, I heard it's a really weird cult, but maybe we'll enjoy it. Um, and the rest is history. We joined the gym. Uh, we're members there for about three-ish years. Um, there was a little bit of turmoil with previous members and the owner. I wasn't involved in any of that. Previous owner decided it was time for him to get out of the business. Uh, chose me and a partner to purchase the gym. Uh, within two weeks of getting my, or within two months of getting my L1, and within two weeks of being offered the gym, I was a full-time coach and owner of a CrossFit gym. Um, and my partner at the time was an L2, knew quite a bit about CrossFit, um, was the day-to-day, -day, ran everything, coached everything. And within six months, he was gone. Um, went on to do other personal things and um, ended up with a gym by myself. So the first year and a half were a little rough, um, learned kind of on the go um built kind of some coaching staff from within rebuilt a lot of the uh, membership that we had lost and um doing well now about five years in so uh, in it. june of 2017 and so far so good still going strong uh, awesome. i really enjoy it yeah absolutely and how many members are you currently serving at your facility so so it's, that's the fun question for every owner to answer because we, you know, you gain three, you lose two, you gain two, you lose three. We're sitting right about 140 right now, if you include our coaches. Um, we usually kind of hover in that 130 to 150 range. Um, we top out around 150, 160 just with class sizes. Um, anything over that I think right now is not completely sustainable with the space we have. Um, we're kind of at that perfect spot right now, um, I feel a um, few more spots we could fill, but if we couldn't take on 30 new members right now. Uh, Got it. Okay. And how many square feet are you working with? So we have 5,000 total, but about a thousand of it is taken up with some storage areas, bathrooms, a little office and a little lobby area. So about 4,000 square foot of floor space. We have a lot of equipment and the rig and everything. So it sounds like a lot, but we kept our classes at 18. So when you have 18 people kind of spread out barbells, rowers, um, it, it's, it's the perfect amount of space. Um, it works it. really well for us. So, okay. And so how many classes do you run daily? So I think it's seven. So it'd be 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 9, 3, 30, 4, 30, 5, 30, and 6, 30. So seven classes daily. Um, and I have a lot of coaches, so we make it, we make it run pretty smoothly. Yeah. So. Okay. And all of the classes are maxed out in membership? No, no, certainly not. Like, some days the 9 a.m. will be maxed out at 18 and some days it'll be four. We have a pretty big variety of, of members um, where we're at. More than half of our members are odd schedule members, um, what I would call like firemen, um, police officers, people that work night shifts. We have a lot of nurses, few doctors. 
So there's some odd schedules. So I might see one of my common members for a week at the 6 a.m.s or the 9 a.m.s, and then the next week they're at all the 4.30 afternoon classes because they're doing surgeries in the morning or their schedule got flipped. So um, yes and no. I mean, yes, we max out a lot of our classes, and sometimes we're, we look around at the coaches and go, where's everybody at? Um, mm -hmm. Just so, yeah. Got it. Okay. So I asked that just to – say, you know, is there more room in the membership to be able to serve more people? There always is, I think, but um, it comes down to kind of a CrossFit philosophy of how many, uh, you know, people, how many members or how many athletes can a coach handle. And the general consensus in CrossFit is 12 to 15 usually. Um, so a lot of times in those bigger classes, I'll make sure that I show up if I know another coach is there. So I'm able to help, especially if I know there's newer people in the classes um, that our caps are basically determined by equipment. Um, we have nine bikes. Um, we have 12 rowers. Um, but usually we can put, you know, nine and nine on a bike or a rower or whatever, you know, monostructural that they're doing that day can kind of flip flop a little bit. So space and, and equipment really determines our class sizes. Um, but we've, I mean, we've got 48 before on a Saturday, but it has to be like a three, you know, a team, everybody's running outside or doing something and there's not a lot of barbells flying around. I mean, you can't do overhead lunges with 40 people in a 4,000 square foot space with barbells over your head. So we modify a little bit of our programming on the weekends because we know we only have one Saturday class and everybody kind of comes together. But we okay. So. Yeah. So you're happy with where the membership is right now? I'm very happy with it. Um, you know, in CrossFit, you deal with the same issues, I think, that a lot of other, you know, businesses and stuff deal with. You have the regulars that you think will never quit, and then they quit, and then they're always replaced with somebody new. Um, frankly, I would rather get more new athletes that know what they're doing than athletes that don't. Um, it's easier to bring in somebody who's you know, moved from Texas at a CrossFit gym to join my gym. And they're easy to, you know, ramp up and get in immediately. Uh, this morning, I had two brand new members who've never done CrossFit in their life. And, you know, we were doing, you know, snatch and overhead squats. And so, hey, welcome to CrossFit. Here's the two most difficult things we do. And so, you know, it's, it's nice to replace those members. But yeah, it's, it's hard to, to ramp up a gym with a bunch of new people all at once, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so on the flip side of that, on the retention side, what are you doing to keep people longer? You know, we, we all know it's much cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. And as far as growth goes and sustainability of the business, that's really where it happens. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't have a, like a, a definite answer for that. Um, I think like number one, obviously in any CrossFit is we try to just build a community that people want to stay a part of. Like a lot of our long-term members are members that were there before I even bought the gym, but we have a lot of members that joined a long time ago that are still there. So I would start number one with the community that we try to build. Um, and we do that a lot with programming. And I know that's not a, an answer you get a lot with CrossFit, because some owners are, you know, L2s or L3s and they think they're, they're it and they know how to program and they do their own programming and they, they're really good. I'm not a great programmer. I probably could program my gym, but I purchase programming from what I consider to be the best in the business. And a lot of that has to do with the way that we build the community around that programming, if that makes sense. 
we have a lot of coaches that do the pro programming that they offer. So it helps us build community because um, we have about 20 or 30 members that are really into, they want to finish top 10% in the open. You know, you have the few that say, Hey, I want to make it to the CrossFit games. We have a games athlete at our gym um, who's just recently gone to monster games and granite games and done really well. And, and there's a lot of that people see that and they want to kind of build to that. So retention for us, uh, like I said, number one, community, number two, programming, and number three, I try to keep my prices <laughs> down somewhere where people are getting a really good value. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not profiting as much as I would like to, mm-hmm. but I, I want to be competitive, but yeah. So kind of a combination of all three of those, if that makes sense. Okay. So why, why are your prices on the lower side? I know you said you want to give a good value to your clients, but there's a couple of, a couple of things to pick about apart there. Sure, so- no, and I, and I totally get it. Um, I mean, number one, first and foremost, is just competition. Um, you have to establish yourself as being better than the competition. Um, and I think we've done a really good job of that in the last year or so. So that's going to allow me eventually to start getting those prices to kind of bump up a little bit. I have more equipment, more coaches, more class times, and I think better facility and better programming than anyone near me. Um, but, you know, there's still the people that, you know, the, that, well, they're $10 cheaper. We're going to go over there. Well, why? Well, because they're $10 cheaper. I'm finally getting to a point in my CrossFit owner career where I've decided that, that those are the people that I don't really care to retain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took a while for me to get there. Um, I'm sure other owners kind of feel the same way sometimes because you don't want to lose people over pricing or programming. Those are the two most difficult ways to lose people. And I've lost people in the past over programming and that hurt. Um, but, um, losing over pricing, I think is, is a little bit more of a sting because we offer more than what the people around us do. But ultimately, you know, we're going up against really one other CrossFit gym in the area and it's a great gym, a great owner. They do great stuff. They're just a little bit different than what we do as far as programming goes. Um, but then for the majority of my competition around here is your boot camp style stuff, your primarily women only fitness. Um, that's kind of a CrossFit light, if you call it. Um, and those are hard to compete because they charge more and somehow they get it. And, and I don't know, I don't know if it has to do with the stigma with CrossFit. Sometimes people don't want to pay a lot to come in and, and do CrossFit, but working on it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, when I think of CrossFit, I think of $200 a month. Yeah, I would love to think of $200 a month. I think it's regional. Um, I've been on a lot of these affiliate roundtables um, and talked to a lot of different affiliate owners and at the games and the affiliate lounge met with these people. And I've got a lot of mentors in this in this game. And, you know, they, they, uh, they're all like it's regional. Like if the guy two blocks from you is charging $200 a month for CrossFit, it's easy for you to charge $200 a month for CrossFit. But if the guy two miles or a mile or two from you has been charging $125 a month for three years for CrossFit. It's hard for you to jump in and say, I'm going to charge 200 a month because the general public sees that as being like the same brand of tire and the same size of tire makes sense. So they're comparing apples to apples when they're really not. And that's been the biggest frustration for me is we're not apples to apples to the other gyms in our area. I feel like we have a, a better product 
we, we take the competition side a little bit more seriously. We do true CrossFit. Um, you know, we don't do boot camp style classes. We do a hundred percent CrossFit classes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're digging deep there, but, um, definitely stuff that's been on my mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also on the flip side of that, looking at it from a different perspective is perceived value. Yeah. You know, things that cost more typically provide more value, right? And you already know that you're providing more value than the other facilities. So yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with just the the OG people that you have, that you've had with you for for so long. Last year was our first big, everybody's paying the same price. We moved everybody up. We got rid of the majority of our discounts um, and everybody's gotten comfortable with that, that higher. It's just hard to a year later go, Hey, we're doing it again. So it's definitely been on my mind as everything around us has gotten more expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Like our electric bills just simply gone up a couple hundred bucks a month. We don't have air conditioning either. I mean, it's just all fans and, and it's still gone up quite a bit. Um, You know, everything around us is going up good services, weight plates, uh, you know, everything that you have to replenish at a gym. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming. Um, don't tell anybody. No, I'm just, <laughs> but it's definitely, it's definitely coming. I mean, it yeah. has to. Right. So, and yeah, I mean, we continue to bring, yeah. go ahead. So I'm sorry. I'm just saying, as we continue to bring in newer equipment and keep everything updated, it has to go up. Right. I mean, Absolutely. No and Yeah, I mean, typically gym owners in situations when we're talking about raising prices, they're actually surprised by the amount of people that don't leave, you know, the ones that are understanding and don't leave. And typically the people that do leave are the ones that, like you said, you don't really mind necessarily losing anyway. Typically, they're the ones that kind of cause you the most headaches along the way, you know. Um, So, I mean, that's typically what happens. But now on the side of bringing people in, and really building the value on the front end you know if we can really build the value on the front end and really show them what they're getting the higher pricing makes sense to people right they can kind of rationalize it and it it makes sense and they see the value that they're getting right off the bat then that can make all the difference in the world so as far as a front end offer for people to actually get them in the doors what does that look like for you to be honest just we're a CrossFit gym. We have a, we, we use a, uh, I have a program that we use uh, through a company that we hire that gets them on the, the internet, gets them asking questions. We get a ton of leads, mm-hmm. but simply it's just, we get them in typically with the free trial class and that free trial class is where we, like, I just met with that guy. Um, mm-hmm. He had told me on a text message that he was going to try one class and see if it was something he could do because of his bad knee. I just spent 15 minutes with him at my gym and he signed up. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I got him to commit to six months, you know, because I had him in person. So um, what that looks like for me as in my individual business, as a business owner of a CrossFit gym is I want you in the gym. I want to be able to talk to you. I want to be able to show you what we do and tell you where we can get you if you're willing to put in the work. So mm-hmm. person to person, I mean, it just nothing beats it. I can get you in the door in a class, watching a class, talking with me, I can get you signed up um, nine times out of 10 or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not a salesperson at all. I just, I just, my passion for CrossFit, I think shows to the people that I meet with. 
Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, the amount of times that I hear people say I'm, I'm not a salesperson, but it's like, you know, if you're passionate about what you do, you truly yeah. believe in what you do. Well, I don't have a sales a, background. Yeah. Sales is just a transference of belief. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I just, I have right? zero sales background. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most do, you know, but then also most don't have any experience in sales and then say they're not a salesperson, but have never actually taken the time to put in to learn anything about sales right yeah. that's where a lot yeah. of gym owners actually stay stuck is because they're just like well i'm not a salesperson but then they don't put in any time it's like well how much sales training have you done right there are plenty yeah. of free resources out there right Absolutely. and i always use the reference like well brain surgeons don't just wake up in the morning and become brain surgeons right it's like they yeah. have to study they have to yeah. learn like anything that you're doing you have to learn Right. Yeah. So, and, I, and I've spent, yeah, and I've spent the majority of my time, especially recently, studying for my L3, mm -hmm. um, going back and reading a lot of CrossFit articles. And the majority of those are movement, um, you know, longevity, um, all the old original, like Greg Glassman, like concepts and foundations of CrossFit. And the, but every once in a while, there'll be, you know, a few little sales tactics scattered in there. Mm -hmm. um, CrossFit just released last week or the weekend before. Um, and I haven't looked into it yet. Full disclosure, I have no but a resource for affiliate owners that has a lot of stuff that a lot of us have been paying others for in the past. And it's got retention, you know, concepts. It's got bringing people in. It's got foundation ideas. Um, there's a lot of gyms that do foundation classes. We don't. We did them when we bought the gym. They never worked. Um, I've heard owners look at me in like disgust. You don't do that. I'm like, no, we don't. We just put them in a class. If they like it, our coaches work with them. And within two or three months, they're typically ramped up. Um, we scale. But when we tried to do that as a sales tactic or as an additional fee or whatever, it just failed miserably. We would have nine people at the first class, three people at the second class. Everybody made excuses. Their kid was in softball. They couldn't make it. Next thing we knew, we were doing the same class over and over again for all the people who had missed the first three. And there was no, like, you weren't, you know, stuck with, with they, we weren't forcing them to go to those classes. So mm -hmm. that's what I think was, you know, probably our fault. But then also you have schedule changes. You have people that can't make it. And so it just didn't work for us at all. So mm -hmm. we got rid of it completely. But I have a couple of coaches that are like, we need to bring that back <laughs> because we have so many new people now that, you know, we're kind of bursting at the seams in some of these classes and it's hard to coach. Like I coached the 9 a.m. this morning with two brand new people trying it out. And, you know, thankfully I had a lot of my OG members and I'm like, Hey guys, you're going to go ahead and do this. Here's the timing. But I wasn't walking around coaching like I normally am, which, mm -hmm. which bothers me. Um, I was spending more time with the two new people than I wanted to. Um, and in hindsight should have had an additional coach. Um, kind of knew better. So moving forward, we're working with a, a double coach scenario when we know we have these new people come in. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that's my solution right. without having to do a whole new class. Right. Yeah. So I used to have a kickboxing facility and that's what yeah. I would do is, you know, when I had somebody new in class, it was like, okay, two people on the mat, somebody teaching the class and then somebody dedicated to actually helping that new person because yeah. it does take away from the class. You oh, know? big time. It's like yeah, if you have time. to 
stop and explain things or, you know, make modifications yeah. or whatever it might be, it, it can take away from the class. So it's very hard to balance, you know, keeping it challenging uh, for people that yeah. have been yeah, coming for years. Yeah. And there's no right and wrong way to do it. And that's what I've learned the more and more affiliate owners I meet and the more and more affiliate owners I talk to is there's no right way. Um, you know, there might be a right way for Bob to do it that doesn't work for me. And mm -hmm. there might be something that works for me that doesn't work for his gym. And I think the more seasoned I become as a CrossFit owner, the more I begin to understand that, that a lot of what we do, and that's what I love about CrossFit is it's a $3,000. That's what I pay affiliate fee every year. I have the brand name. I have whatever, but I can pretty much run the gym however I want. They're going to give me tips and stuff, but I'm not a franchise that's being forced to hit certain numbers and run certain things every way and bring people to here or bring people to here. And um, it allows us to kind of be that, that um, different, I guess would be the word for lack of, of a better word. Like I don't have a single full-time coach. I couldn't have a single full-time coach. None of my coaches want to coach full-time. They're all part-time. They all have different jobs. They do it as a hobby because they love it. Um, I've never had one of them come up to me and say, Hey, I would love to coach full-time. It's just weird, but it's just the way our gym has always functioned. I have a ton of coaches, but they're all coaching two or three classes a week. It works well. It's a good variety for our members. We're all on the same page. I have owners that look at me like you're crazy, but it's the only way it works for me. Mm -hmm. um, it just works. It works really well. Um, yeah. It's worked well enough that I haven't had to change it. And I have yeah. people clamoring to be a coach in our gym. Like everybody wants to coach. Um, well, that's good. I mean, a lot of gym owners are really struggling with staffing, you know, and, yeah. and keeping people long term. And that's a, a huge challenge that a lot of gym owners yeah. are facing. So um, good that you don't have that issue anyway. So, well, and I mean, simply with the amount that we charge and where we're at and the location and the rent that we pay, it's just it would be almost impossible for me to hire more than one person full time anyways. So, um you know, it, it started out as a hobby. It's still kind of a hobby. I do have another business and um, that other business takes the majority of my time, but I do spend a lot of time with the CrossFit as well. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I read something the other day that said, you're not a good business owner if the business doesn't run without you there. And so my business runs pretty well without me there. So I guess that makes me a decent CrossFit owner because <laughs> um, we go away for a week or two at a time. And um, eventually I'd like to get it to where you know, we own land in Florida where we could build in Florida and move, you know, there for two or three months out of the year, you know, do the snowbird thing or whatever, enjoy it, uh, maybe in the fall. And my gym runs itself here. So I don't have to, you know, unload the gym or sell it or anything. And obviously that would require more, more of that full-time or part-time position to do it. But, you know, it definitely runs pretty well when I'm not up there. So Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, to get into that type of position, you would definitely need a very solid manager. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. And the problem is they can't be part-time because most yeah. of my coaches are, you know, I have three coaches that are firefighters, um, you know, and when they're off, they're off all day. They can coach a morning class and evening class. They can kind of, but when they work, they work 24 hour shifts, you know, and mm -hmm. they're gone. So they can't just randomly pick up a class that needs to be picked up if they're on shift. And right. so I found that out as well. I have, you know, coaches that are nurses. Um, you know, one of them works 10, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. 
four days a week or three days a week or whatever. And so I know she can't cover an evening class if it's, if it falls apart. So it does work. I have to have more coaches to be able to cover those, those gaps. So unfortunately, it is what it is. It's just, I think it's regional. Sometimes I think it just depends on your, your gym. I don't want to coach. Um, I usually end up coaching three or four classes a week, but my goal is not to coach anything. I don't want to coach a single class. Right. I would rather be there and kind of be on top of the coaching, but not coach the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think if you were able to raise your rates in a way that made sense that you would eventually be able to bring somebody on to have that full-time position to be able to take I- that step? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think a lot of it just, you know, depends on those OG members that I have, those ones that, you know, you always have those few members that they're just kind of doing it to do it at this point. And I know that sounds bad, but um, if it goes up another 10 or $20 a month, are they going to stick it out? Um, Because last time I raised, I lost about 10 of those, um, eight to 10 of those people. Mm -hmm. Now we've replaced them, but you always lose those. Well, yeah, I wasn't really coming as much as I wanted to. And with this new price increase, I'm out. Um, so you're going to get that. Um, but I still want to be the best value around. Um, but, but, you know, like, like I said earlier, a lot of it has to do with your competition. Even if you do have a better product, the majority of people, especially in, you know, financial times like right now, they're looking for the best deal. And they may not be willing to pay that extra 20 or $30 a month for something that is better. And that's frustrating because we are better. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's very but I mean, if you charge more, you can work with less people. True. And get them True. better results. No, hundred percent. Right? Like everything you say, I've thought of. Because <laughs> people, people who pay pay attention, right? Those people that yeah. are paying that low rate, you know, you just said they're like, yeah, well, I wasn't coming as much. Oh as yeah, I, if I pay. Would. Yeah, if I pay two hundred dollars you know? a month for something, I'm all in. Exactly. I'm not wasting two hundred dollars a month on anything that I'm That's not right. committed That's right. to. Exactly. Yeah, ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month to ten gym. Most people just do it so they can go over there and use the sauna or, or you know, get a quick, you know, pump in. Right. Yeah. And this yeah, thing, it's like care. I have two memberships that I've been paying for years that I don't use. You know, yeah. and it's like, why? One of them is actually a friend of mine. So there's that there that I'm like, just like, it's like a donation I make to him on a monthly basis. Yeah. But, um, but another one I don't use, you know, and I've actually been yeah. meaning to cancel it, but I just haven't, you have to actually physically go there to cancel it. And I just haven't gotten around to it, you know, yeah. I and just don't use them. Yeah. And the irony of like, I don't know if that's the right word, but like owning a gym is the people that come to you and go, man. That 100, you know, I was paying 110 a month, but now I'm paying 125 because, you know, you've got rid of the discounts and the rates. It's just really tough for me right now because of, you know, A, B, C, and D. And then every day they're spending $8 on some, you know, uh, Herbalife shake at some place, you know, across right. the street, you know, five days a week. And they're spending $30, $40 a week on a shake that they can buy protein at, at Walmart and make it home for a dollar. Right. And I mean, no, nothing against them, but I mean, they're choosing to, to kind of move that money somewhere else when, you know, CrossFit could help them more than that daily shake. Or, yeah. you know, a lot of times they do it, I think, for, um, you know, camaraderie or their friends will all go to Starbucks and have a drink or their mm-hmm. friends are all go to lunch and, and eat together 
but they spend big money on that kind of stuff. But then they like, they get frustrated that I upped them five or $10 a month, you know, right. literally up to two Frappuccinos. Or yeah. Right. And, yeah. Give up like, those two Frappuccinos every month and you can, and you can afford it. <laughs> but it, it is what it is. I mean, I try not to be that guy. It's always, you know, hey, you can you can afford this. Hey, I understand. I get it. You don't have the money. Um, but I have people that'll quit every other month and then come back and then they'll quit and they'll come back and they'll quit and they'll come back. And the good news is each time they come back, they have to pay the latest rate. Even yeah, if they right. Father in earlier, but uh, but yeah, I, the raising rates thing is definitely something that will happen soon. Has to happen soon. So mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah. going, going to happen. Yeah, I mean, people find money for the things that are important to them, right? Even if they don't have it, they'll find a way. Oh, yeah. Know? I The so, guy I met with this morning is a full-time student, um, no no job. And he's like, I'll bring you the cash every month because I need to get better. I need to get better physically. Right. Healthy. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he has to scrape it up, that's kind of the comment he made. Five, I'll get it. Like, I'll get right. it. I'll bring you $100 tomorrow. I'm ready to go. So, that's, you know, you do have those, absolutely. But then you have those that, well, I can't afford this month. Can you give me a $5 discount or a $10 discount? And finally, I started saying, hey, no, no, everybody's paying the same rate. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, we're already discounted. All right. of my rates are discounted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah, and it's like you do a favor for one person and then you have to do it for everybody, right? Because they tell somebody and then it gets messy, you know? So it's yeah. like keeping the policies in place the same across the board that's something that's just so important it's hard sometimes but it's so important. very hard i mean we had 60 members or 70 members left when we took the gym over maybe 75 that stuck around when we purchased the gym and i bet you 50 out of those 75 had some you know handshake deal with the previous owner Mm -hmm. and that was hard because we had people paying anywhere from $60 a month to $120 a month. And if the $120 a month knew the people were paying $60. Right. Yeah. One guy came up to me and he was, well, I just pay $120 a month for me and my wife. And I was like, oh, that's And he said, no, total. I was like, <laughs> $60 a piece? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the deal that he made me. I was like, sorry. You know, this is what, this is what we do. Right. And he left. He left. You know, it's too much. It's like, well, sorry. I mean, you know, we we got to make money, <laughs> right? We can't survive, but yeah, there was a ton of those. Mm-hmm. People had free memberships for doing work for the previous owner. You know, like they mowed his lawn or they did some work at the gym or something, and they all had these free memberships. And when we took it over, it's like you didn't do that for me, right? I feel awful, but mm, yeah, I really need to collect that that monthly payment. So. Yeah. Yeah, not the way that it works, uh, unfortunately. And I don't barter very, very rarely. I only barter if it's a good value for me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, but very rarely will I barter. People yeah. always try to trade stuff for memberships. I'm like, you just pay me, I'll pay you. Exactly. Yeah, and it's cleaner that money, way. And if it evens out, we're we're all happy. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I agree. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So we're on, we're not as active on social media as we should be. Um, maybe um, I'm a big proponent of coach your classes. Don't film them, but we can be found. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and, and Facebook primarily. I haven't done TikTok yet. I have a coach who's been 
wanted to do some TikTok videos and have a little bit of fun with it. And I think we could have a little bit of fun with that. But uh, we, we don't post a lot, but we're definitely on Instagram. Facebook primarily the bigger stuff that we post. And a lot of it just has to do with our target audience. We don't have a lot of really young people seeking us out, especially in the area that we live in. The majority of our, my members are 30 and up. So they're not huge Instagram, um, you know, and I have five members that post that tag me, you know, hashtag CrossFit Owasso every single morning for me on Instagram. I'm cool with that. <laughs> but um, I just, it's just an old school uh, thought that I got from one of my mentors in the business that said, spend less time on social media, spend more time with your clients. Um, some of the biggest CrossFit gyms in the country have very small cross uh, online uh, social media presence yeah that's okay as long as you you know how to run an ad and get your get the word out there about the gym yeah we haven't had to run many ads and the ads i've done in the past haven't really worked as well as kind of our newest um venture has just blown up with the gym Mm -hmm. so the newest thing that we've been doing has helped almost to the point that i wish i could turn the faucet off a little bit because we get so many new people um it's the most leads I've ever got from any company I've ever worked with. It's insane. And it just, it's just, they just keep coming in. But once again, awesome. But mm-hmm. I still, I kind of want to target those, hey, you're doing CrossFit here. Come do CrossFit with us. Because it's easier to bring somebody in who knows what they're doing than somebody who doesn't. Um, but occasionally you get the freak, like the athletic freak. It's never done CrossFit comes in and six months later, they're top 10% in the world in the open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a few of those, but, um, but yeah, the funnel has definitely gotten better with this recent, you know, foray into uh, trying out a different company. I've tried out a couple mm-hmm. and uh, some in the past have worked really well, but this, this one is just blown up. It's absolutely yeah. blown up. So. That's good. That's good. Awesome. All right. So Jeff from CrossFit Owasso in Owasso, Oklahoma. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Chris and Shane from Beyond Strength out of McPherson, Kansas. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? What's that? It's McPherson. McPherson. I said it wrong. If you you were to show up here and call it McPherson, somebody would probably knife you. Just okay, Mc, let me rephrase that. McPherson, <laughs> Kansas. Welcome, there we guys. There How you are go. you? There you go. You're safe now. 
there was one time I went into the in the barber shop and this kid he was from Texas and he wanted to write a book because he pointed at the center of the United States and he was writing a science fiction book and he kept on saying McPherson and uh one of the customers in the barber shop was like you, you got if you're wanting to talk to people in McPherson about the town you've got to say McPherson brother so that tells so you funny. exactly where we're located <laughs> pretty much the center of the United States okay so we're located in the middle of the U.S. here. Now, I want you guys to give me your best version of an elevator pitch of Beyond Strength. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide, paint a picture for us so that we really understand your business as we move forward in this conversation. We are here for um, the community to, to improve the community in whatever way that means. So... Fitness provides a lot of therapy. It provides for relationships, friendships. It provides a lot of growth and it provides freedom for people. And you name the category and it works. So that's what we do. We provide an environment that people can connect with others and get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like it. And so within the, the model, is it like, is it personal training? Is it group training? Are people, is it open gym? Like what kind of offerings do you have? We uh, primarily open, open gym model. We have, uh, we have a 24 hour access and we do have some trainers and we are um, implementing a lot of different things uh, to uh, better utilize the ability to use those trainers. And technology as well. So with COVID, we actually, we didn't suffer much as far as um, people not utilizing us. The way we handled it was, well, I don't know if it was the right way or the wrong way, but it seemed to work for us. and the idea behind it was, how do we continue to serve our community? That's how we made our decisions. Um, and apparently that was good enough because the community has continued to support us and we continue to grow after being here for three years. Um, but it's, everybody now is used to more automation, less face-to-face. We as a society have become more introverted in that way. Um, and so there's a lot of things that Chris and I were, were working on uh, to provide that, but also still keep it personal um, so that we can still connect with our members just when we have the time though, instead of trying to keep up with everything all at once, just setting meetings up after they've already been joined and they have access to the facility. So there's a lot of, and that's gonna be training and everything as well. So there's a lot of content that we're gonna have to create. There's a lot of different moving pieces to to roll out this next phase of of the gym. Okay, so really you guys have your toes dipped in like many different services here. And what I like about it is it sounds like you're pretty hands-on like with your community. Like 
I'm assuming that the members know who you guys are. Like, it sounds like you're pretty involved with the the day-to-day of the gym. And that's nice because people like that experience over walking into this giant gym where nobody knows their name. Um, so I really like that aspect of things. Um, so, you know, since you do offer a, a bit of personal training within the facility, um, how many trainers do you guys have right now? Uh, three, four. I'm okay. trying to, and here's a little plug for my great dear friend, Morgan Williams. I told her I was going to talk about her and she didn't believe me. So Morgan is a trainer at a different gym here. Well, Morgan is really great. And uh, I've been trying to recruit her to come over here for three years. <laughs> so here I am, Morgan, when you listen to this, I still want you over here. So hopefully Morgan joins us soon. Mm-hmm. So we got what, three or four? Yeah, we have, we have four, mm-hmm. including you, even though you're kind of, uh, I'm very picky on and then um, the clients I work with. And then we have uh, another guy that's uh, coming on board here this next week. Okay. So I, I like that. that's that's news to me. So here we go. We got a new one. <laughs> I like the idea of personal training because I think that for our clients, it gives them like the push that they need to be able to reach their goals. So typically if somebody's joining a gym, it's because they want to see some sort of result. And a lot of times like people can have a 24 seven gym membership and not know how to reach their goals. And then they come for like 20, 30 days and then they get bored and they don't show up. And then they come back in two months later in the same position. So with PT, we can give them a more direct approach to those results that they're looking to see. Here's a different different, uh, way that I look at it. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. But another thing is, is the community that we are members, because we do, we treat everybody as, as equals. Mm -hmm. The name Beyond Strength Gym was actually a name that we all chose as a membership, as a group, which makes it so much cooler to me um, because the strength and the workout stuff is, is by far the smallest thing that I do for sure. But we have the greatest members and we don't have a lot of gym bros. They don't, they don't stick around usually. And I say that because everybody, everybody helps each other, no matter where they're at in their fitness path, their journey. It's the connections we we've seen here are honestly just quite amazing. Because there's people that wouldn't connect or or become friends in any other environment, but they did here. And they help each other. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. So that keeps each other accountable too. Yeah, that's a big but, piece of it. And I, I like the smaller gyms like this because I think that the community is like a big part of a big part of like just being there and that experience. For me, I could never walk into, you know this 50,000 square foot gym where I don't know the members and I don't know the employees. Like I like being a part of a small community where, you know, if I don't know how to do a movement, the person next to me is going to just help me without me having to ask. Yeah. And you feel comfortable with that. Like you don't feel like 
well, like you don't belong because you do. Everybody belongs. Yeah. And for sure, like, I think that it's hard for a lot of people to find their place in the health and fitness world because they just like don't feel comfortable in a lot of these environments. But people like you and what you're doing create those comfortable environments for people to get started. Well, and let's be honest, why do we have unrealistic expectations typically? Social media. Mm. There's content on content on content. There's a million YouTube channels. There's a million tutorials on how to do stuff. There's a million Photoshopped bodies. And it's not realistic. Yep. And so people's expectations for themselves are way out of whack. And so that's a large part of it is, okay, what are your actual goals and what is actually achievable? Because you're 55 and you're obese. You're not going to be the six pack abs, uh, JLo booty, not going to happen. Right. We just want to, we want to add some years to your life. That's it. We want you to be functional. Yep. I always tell people like, we want to teach you how to live like a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, like using health, wellness, fitness versus like those fads that people like kind of fall into these traps of like fad fitness or fad diets. And then like, it's going to get them like quick results, but they're not going to last. And they're not going to be like, you're never going to be like the model that you see in the They're not sustainable. Yeah. They're not sustainable. Or healthy. Or healthy. And so if you can't figure out a way to be consistent and enjoy it, it ain't going to last. Right. So some people lifting weights, that's not their jam. That's okay. If you just want to walk on a treadmill and read a book, hey, do that. Is it the most effective thing? No, but it's better than nothing. Right. And so that's kind of what we encourage is find your fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. And I think that that creates, again, that comfortable environment. Um, so you guys have been in business now with the gym itself three years, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, so pushing eight, pushing eight total, okay. um, we were uh, we were in a small, like twelve hundred square foot um, retail space on Main Street for five years, four four years, oh, and um, and so that was um, kind of a fifty fifty mix of supplement store and uh, kind of training studio. And, um, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Shane was, uh, training people and the entire goal of his like training for these people was to get them the confidence and the skills to be able to walk into one of these other facilities that, uh, you know, there is that intimidation factor and they, you know, it's like, they just don't want to go in there at all. Well, what ended up happening was he would get done training these people and get them to the point where they were ready to kind of, you know, fly the nest more, you know, and he, uh, they were like, well, I don't want, they wouldn't to go. fire me. They, they, they're like, I don't want to go somewhere else. I want to keep going here. And so then Shane started, uh, doing gym memberships. Well, it was 800 square foot, maybe. And so we very quickly realized that um, 
we were going to need more space. And the supplements weren't my jam. Retail was not my jam. People are my jam. Yep. And so you kind of built this out based on that. That's how this all got started. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, so my full-time, my full-time gig is I'm a barber. And so I was working at um, another barber shop and I was wanting to open up my own shop. And so one day Shane and I were just sitting there and I was just kind of expressing my frustration with the fact that I wasn't able to really find a space that uh, was going to work for me. And through that conversation, we came to the decision that our best option was going to potentially be co-located co-located um you know a good chunk of space for the gym because he needed more space um cut a little bit of space out for the barber shop which is what is our square footage gym floor uh like seven yeah seven thousand so from 800 square foot to seven thousand square foot in three years i think we've grown a bit okay that's pretty high i'm pretty hyped about that yeah um so let's talk a little bit here about like the growth piece and like how are you guys finding your members or where are your members hearing about you because I feel like for for most gym owners I I hear like that's the hardest part is getting people in the front door so I'd like to see hear what your approach is there um oh I'll give my I'll give my opinion and you can give yours um we are very fortunate to have a um a great member base that loves our facility and so they are excited to tell their friends and coworkers about where they're working out and so word of mouth is huge for us um and then if somebody expresses interest or is curious about it um I think one of the big selling points is, is we are um, the only 24 hour facility within like a 25 mile radius, maybe more. And so that helps a lot because of um, the community in the area that we live in. Um, a lot of people do swing shift. So it's all like from week to week, they don't know what their schedule is going to look like. So to have the capability to come into the facility um, during that time at 2 a.m. at 2 a.m. is is definitely very helpful and so um I think some of the a lot of the things that we put into place initially um kind of gave us that initial call um we don't do a lot of a lot we don't do a lot of advertising at all um so word of mouth is really where we're at um we are working on a, a, a marketing plan to just to tell our members stories to mm-hmm. cheer them on because there's so many awesome stories that we aren't sharing and that sucks. And so it's not really to build our membership. I'm sure it will, but it's really to, to elevate our members that have been working their butts off and have seen great success and that are creating these freedoms Right. A fun story is Susie. Susie's how old? 50s, 60s ish? Yeah. I don't know. But Susie hadn't 
ever worn shirt shorts to a gym. Okay. Here for a week, I ran into Susie on in the morning when I got to work, and she was in shorts, and she stopped me, and said, "I just want you guys to know, I'm wearing shorts today, and it's the first time ever." That's pretty awesome to me. Yeah. That's the rewarding feeling that I love. Like being in this industry is like those wins that like so-and-so is able to feel better in their own skin. I know that I'm winning when I hear those stories and I'll be honest with you. Like, I think that that those are things that we can like leverage to get other people in the front door, right? Um, If we're sharing our stories that other people out there in the world, they can relate to that. And then that's what pulls them in, knowing that, you know, there's somebody there that is just like me Um, and sharing those stories. It's the best thing that we can do. Well, yeah. And I can, I'm clearly going to always say Beyond Strength Gym is, is dope, man. This place is awesome because it is, but that only goes so far because I'm an owner. Right. Right. And you can see me, the listeners can't see me. But I'm probably not the, I haven't been known to be the most, um, I'm slightly intimidating to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Susie, well, Susie, she's the sweetest woman in the world. (laughs) She has the greatest smile. There's nothing intimidating about Susie. So to tell her story, well, that would, that would benefit us as well. Yes. The testimonials, that's huge. We added a testimonial to our landing page on our website with just like our everyday members like that, you know, different Susie-like stories Um, because that's what people like. They want to feel like they can relate to people in your gym. Um, I know for me, like if I see these big gyms out there with all the influencers who are like the gym bros, like that's the biggest turnoff for me. Like that's not going to want, like make me choose to go to that gym. It's going to make me steer clear away. And I think for many people, it's the same thing. But if I see, you know, another mom working out in the gym, or I see another person that's a beginner like myself, that's where I'm like, all right, this is good. I'm going to approach that place. I'm going to go see if I can change my life and feel better about myself. And I feel like, I feel like uh, that's kind of something that's also transitioning here uh, is, well, this morning there were, there were way more females in the gym this morning than dudes. And that's not common in gyms. That's pretty, that says something that we do have an environment that is at least somewhat comforting Mm -hmm. because some of them were super fit and some of them are just beginning. And they all, well, we all had fun. I was messing with every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's pretty neat to see the transformation. And it's it's like we didn't intentionally start to steer towards, I guess, more of the normal person, not the athletes or, you know, the, the people that are super into fitness. Like, you won, buddy. You won. Mm-hmm. Pump the brakes a bit. You're making us all feel bad in here. Those guys? No. I mean, yes, we have them but we're getting a lot more, a lot more Susie's. Yeah. And I like that. I know for me, like that's the, that's the gym that I see 
growing in this industry is just like the gym that's like welcoming for the everyday person. So it's exciting to hear that that's where you guys are at. Um, so, you know, doing a lot of word of mouth and in this industry, we love word of mouth because word of mouth means that we have a good service. Like if we're going to have word of mouth, that means our service is great. Um, so great that people want to talk about it and word of mouth is free. So we don't have to spend any money to grow through word of mouth. Um, how rapidly have you guys grown? Like how many me new members would you say that you guys welcome every month? Give them the statistic. Um, I know we're around 200 right now at least 200 um but we've uh well so when was that last team meeting that you gave me the june 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 so um our numbers have always kind of constantly been on an uptick because of the fact that we uh we've been growing our facility like uh when we were when we were before we opened up here we had the equipment that shane had and then we uh we bought out another gym we bought out another gym and we got a killer deal on that and then after the what a year was yep. it a year or two years anyways two years two years two years after being here um we just were trying to help another the other 24-hour gym they had a tragic collapse of their building basically the back back side of their building and so just for to do the right thing for the community we wanted to give their members a, a home and so that turned into um buying all of their inventory as well so we weren't quite ready to buy another gym yet but we couldn't pass up the opportunity either right and uh Therefore, it's been a constant growth and growing pace mm -hmm. because, well, that's a lot of growth in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amongst so, COVID. And yeah. so to so to answer your question, um, we really kind of finished up the uh, the renovation of the facility um, mm -hmm. right before the end of last year, okay. um, and so. Um, it was partially, you know, the, the New Year's resolution, the, which I've found that people don't do the New Year's resolution. They actually wait till about February because they don't want to be the New Year's resolution guy. And so I've noticed that a lot of those, I don't want to be the New Year's resolutions guys come in at end of January, beginning of February, which is kind of an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so we saw a pretty good growth then. I think we probably... Uh, Chris gave us a goal to have 35 members. Yeah. And so um, at the beginning of June, um, I was running over numbers and looking at stuff. And I, I was like, I would like to see us uh, in the very near future add another 35 members. And today I was looking at them again for the first time. And we actually added about 70 new members in the last couple of months. That's awesome. So, Congratulations. So, um, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. So now you'll just have to set a bigger goal for yourself. Exactly. I hope right. it doesn't. That's right. <laughs> okay. We need more help before we do that. So just want to mention here, you know, um, Shane, you said it's been constant growth, but with growth comes growing pains. And that's something that like 
you know, we all experience in this industry and everybody's challenges and growing pains and bottlenecks are all a little bit different. What would you guys consider to be your biggest, you know, bottleneck or challenge that you're facing business-wise? Technology. Uh, we're very particular, mostly me, very particular on what I want. And honestly, sometimes that's not realistic because the technology doesn't exist sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so getting the technology that we need to have it automated so that mm -hmm. we can focus on the things that we're great at um, instead of numbers and doing all of the new member sign up stuff. Like it can be automated. It can be. Um, so it should be. That is going to eliminate more human error uh, less communication failures, um, because that's a big issue. We can have all the systems we want in place, but if they're not being used, well, they're, they're no good. Um, so less human error, um, and quality help. Yeah. That's what I was like, going to say to be able to, to be able to find people to come in and put in that 20 hours a week of just the the wiping down machines and sanitizing and cleaning bathrooms and stuff like that. Because um, as we've grown, the ability to be able to uh, take 30 minutes here, an hour there to, to clean the floors and to do a lot of those, you know, very simple tasks as not necessarily something that, that Shane and I should be doing. And people break um, everything, let's and, be honest. And and then, yeah, uh, gym members are, uh, they're pretty tough on gym equipment. And so I find myself constantly like looking or finding new little, new little things that need to be tinkered with and fixed and toughened up and strengthened. Chris is pretty good at that though, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard when you're a barber too and you have to run that and the business and yeah a lot of hats that you're wearing both. well we also both have three children a piece um and we're very active fathers um there are multiple businesses that we both have um and so this is the primary gig for me um but not for chris and as a barber well he only makes money as a barber when he's cutting that hair yep and I'll tell you one thing, Chris cuts a lot of hair. Mm -hmm. He stays very busy. Um, and so he doesn't have the free time like I do. Um, but I'm only one person too. And uh, yeah, finding quality help just for the stupid little things. That are very important. That are <laughs> yeah, that are super important. If you don't do them, well, yeah. we wouldn't be getting 65 new members or 70 new members. Yeah. I mean, the little things, they matter. And um, I think like the hardest part is like, like you guys said, just finding the help for the little things to take some of that weight off of and responsibility off our shoulders so we can focus on other parts of the business, right? If we are so caught up in these like little day-to-day -day things, like fixing the equipment or like the little stuff, we can't focus on the bigger picture. Um, and, and it can be hard to like dig yourself out of that hole. Um, what, like where have been some of the places that you guys have looked to find help? 
for me, the biggest part of that stuff mm-hmm. is relinquishing control. Mm-hmm. I may be slightly control freak. <laughs> and so I've had to really work on hiring experts to do stuff that I can do, but they're better. And I could be utilized somewhere else. Connecting with people, that's what I do best. Um, but you. we, college, like I got to send an email in a little bit to a, a potential lead for an employee. Um, and then just honestly, I'm very active in the community. Yeah. Um, and so um, there's a lot of really awesome high school kids, college students. Um, so far, we, we've been striking out because the uh, attention to detail is, you know. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not the same. And like, obviously, we're never going to, like, we know our business better than anybody else. And we can, we generally can do like the day to day better than anybody else. So it is hard to find somebody that can do it as good as us, especially when you're particular. And it sounds like you're a pretty particular guy, Shane, as am I, I'm the most particular person in my business. Um, but I think like, yeah, I mean, you have to take chances on people and also like create opportunities for them. So what does the onboarding process look like? Like when you guys hire somebody, what does that process look like afterwards? Um, We've done a terrible job in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even going to tell you about that. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons why we did a terrible job and it is what it is, but really we just didn't have the resources available to properly train. Yeah. Them. And so like right now we're implementing, um, well, we're, we are working on um, doing as much like SOPs as possible, you know, getting those standard operating procedures in place. So somebody could walk in and on day one, they, they know exactly what's top priority and what needs to be done that day. And, and then, and then we will have um, a grading scale on, on the quality of the work. So they know, they know, what they did was good enough or wasn't good enough. And so they can improve upon that and, and give them the skills to be able to have that attention to detail that, that we, that we uh, hold our, ourselves to. So I'll be primarily in charge of training them up um, because Chris has gotten hit. Um, but let's use a toilet as an example, cleaning a toilet. There's a lot of lessons in a toilet, Brooke. There's a lot of lessons. so i will take them to the bathroom and show them step by step on how to properly clean the toilet and then we'll move to the another another toilet and then i will watch them clean the toilet and critique them as needed or high five them after we've washed hands (laughs) (laughs) and we'll keep observation and that's with everything so cleaning a bike or a treadmill, all of that stuff. First, we'll show them, then we'll observe them, and then we will keep up with them and just make sure that they are uh, checking the boxes properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So I think I, I like that. Like, um, I'm, I'm very much of the mindset that like, if I'm training somebody, I have to show them how to do it first so that they can watch how it's supposed to be done. And then before I tell them to go do it on their own. Um, cause a lot of businesses in this industry, they hire people and then they tell them, all right, go fish on your own. Mm -hmm. and go figure it out on your own and then that's where we see like a lot of drop off like the um like we aren't saying that our way is the only way right we're saying this is the standard right you can do whatever you want to do as long as the end result is this yeah but until you figure out your own way you're going to do it my way I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. I think that that's a good method. Now, I want to ask you guys here last juicy question because we are running out of time. Juicy, but juicy, juicy loaded question. I like to call it my magic wand question. So, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for Beyond Strength had come true. There's no limitations here. No financial limitations space nothing what would that picture look like for you um so i think the okay um i think we have a really good business model um to be able to put um a lot of our our plans and stuff like that into place um because there is the uh, the financial restrictions when it comes to that. So if if there was no financial restrictions in place and we were able to do that, I would like to see more facilities, more beyond strength facilities, essentially almost like a franchise style model where they they're on the same scale, square footage um, ish, you know, or maybe different types of like you know like different tiers of of the beyond strength model but they all have the general same idea and the general same model and to be able to uh achieve the fitness goals that people want and to be able to create the community that people want and the relationships not just within the community that we're in but in communities all around the world world honestly i think that would be um what I'd like to see. Um, if I, if I were to say, let's say scale it down a little bit and say, okay, well, what if we were to just stay here? And it was like, okay, like you're restricted to just the the facility that you're at and you're not able to, you know, go in different areas or franchise. Um, I think a emphasis on recovery, um, doing stuff like sauna and cold plunges and having, you know, massage therapists and, um, and things like that, because, um, too often we, we focus so much on the, the breaking down process, but we don't focus on the recovery process. And so to be able to implement the things that will aid in recovery and then potentially have, um, opportunities for training on more than just a fit, uh, fitness and supplements and things of that, but to actually be able to, um, train people up to be the best version of themselves, not just in the gym, but in the, the world and to be able to navigate 
life as the no best restrictions version. on the yeah. device. Right. So I got one thing I will add to it. Yeah. A slide. I just want a slide. That's it. Oh, yeah. And a slide. Like a slide, like a slide that I can slide down. That sounds fun. That's the that's my goal. <laughs> I love it. Add a little fun into the gym. So um, what do you guys feel like is the most important thing that you need to focus on right now as the business currently stands to make the possibility of, you know, more services for your members, like the recovery stuff and the possibility of, you know, franchise model in the future, not a magic wand situation, but more of a reality, more of a reality relationships. I, yeah. Continue, continue to, to build and strengthen relationships. And I, I think that um, continuing to uh, implement the systems that we have in or continue to better the systems that we have in place and mm -hmm. then and then also implement the systems that we do have in the follow the in plan, the, follow the plan, yeah, follow the plan. Um, and just continue to care about people. And as we grow still care about the people the way that we care about them currently follow the plan but be ready to adapt yep that's a big thing or like you have bit, because if you're not able to adapt well adapt or die yeah i mean you have to be really flexible in this industry and it's always evolving so just being able to adapt with the changing world as we go along it's very important it sounds like you guys have a good game plan to make this a reality down the road and i'm excited to see it happen to watch from the sidelines um what is the instagram the facebook the website where can our listeners go if they want to find out more about beyond strength uh beyond strength gym.com uh social media probably the same thing sweet okay <laughs> beyond beyond strength gym.com and awesome. uh, i'm sure there should be some icons somewhere on there yeah um, to click on the social media i don't even i don't know okay cool well we have the website beyondstrength.com chris and shane thank you both for being here today for sharing more about your business in this industry listeners we thank you for tuning in don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes please hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an industry uh for an episode here at the gym lords podcast fill out the link in the description we'll be in touch with you soon as always until next time gym lords out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Travis from Newton's Law of Fitness Club in Napa, California. What's up, Travis? How are you today? Doing fantastic. You nailed it. Newton's Law of Fitness Club, Napa, California. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the backstory there? Uh, the backstory is uh, my brother and I, I have an identical twin. That's why it's Newton's with a, it's, it's an apostrophe and then an S. So there's two of us. Um, the, the two of us literally were roommates probably since we were born. But uh, we started training people in our backyard. And we've been wrestling coaches for most of our life. And um, we just love helping people out. So it initially started off in our backyard where we were quite literally dodging our dogs, landmines, and trying to train people in the backyard, just having fun with some friends. And eventually it evolved to us having roughly like 20 people in our backyard. And we weren't charging anyone anything. We were just doing this because it was fun and, you know, it kept us in shape. Mm -hmm. Then roughly when we had 20 people, we just decided, you know, we should probably start getting some money for this. So we didn't charge anybody until we got certified. So my brother got certified first as an RKC, a Russian kettlebell challenge instructor. And so from there, basically, um, we just evolved into Newton's Law Fitness Club. Uh, we had a bunch of names that we were throwing around, but I just wanted to. Um, our original slogan was aim high, stay grounded. And we had this really cool logo and it's kind of funny. Um, one of our original customers or clients, if you will, uh, he did some, some photo design and basically it was my brother with his arm above his head with the kettlebell um in his boxer shorts and it was kind of funny so he did the black and white and then they put roots as his feet so a lot of kettlebell training you want to have your feet grounded so we were you know going out for that concept aim high stay grounded because even though you might succeed or do really well or be a bad bad i was going to say um a double dollar signs but i don't think it's you can swear it's okay, okay. You know, even though you might be a badass in your own mind, it's, it's important just to be a good person and, and, you know, be ethical and, and, and morally sound. So that was like kind of our aim high state ground in Newton's Law Fitness Club. So it started off in the backyard then it went to what's called Veterans Park, which is downtown. We were doing a bunch of training outside and then it evolved to um, the Boys and Girls Club, Boys and Girls Club of Napa Valley's um, gymnasium. And then it evolved to this tin roof uh, shed that was just, you know, rat infested, horrible, um, you know, place to train people. But that's what we got. And then we just evolved and we just kept on growing and, and getting eventually now we have um, just over 5000 square foot um, gym or box, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we went from 20 people to up to 150 people. Um, but it's taken a lot of taken a lot of work. And my brother and I, frankly, I'm the gym owner now because he sold it to me. So I'm sole, okay. sole owner. We really didn't get into it to be to make money. You know, we got into it because we we like people. 
and we were good at it. We were really great at motivating people and, and we loved fitness. So it just made sense for us. Um, and the reason why I say we didn't get into it to quote unquote, like as a business, because frankly, we weren't, we weren't ready for the business. Um, the business kind of beat our ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and it, my brother and I that being, at, yeah, um, it was a struggle and it's, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything going on, it's still a struggle mm -hmm. for a lot of people, uh, myself included. So, um, that's kind of how we got into the business. It was just kind of like training people. And, um, you know, I have to be honest, the business and has been difficult and just owning a gym has been incredibly difficult, but I've literally found my best friends, you know, my family, if you will, um, through Newton. So it's, it's, it's been a definitely, a, a, a difficult process, but an incredible blessing. And, uh, yeah, that's how we got started. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So what does your business model look like currently? How do you structure things within the facility? Are you doing mostly group classes, any semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through how you lay things out within your facility today. Okay. So it's primarily group training, um, personal training. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm the owner but I have a head trainer that, that does all the training for me and a couple other trainers that do um, various other classes. Um, I actually started working in construction full-time as a foreman. I've done construction throughout my life. And I actually, you know, living in Napa Valley and being that I have a relatively large spot in a good location, it's expensive. Um, so a lot of those things, and I made it to the point where I had to go get a quote unquote real job. And um, so there is, it's all group training. And then my head trainer or any other trainers able to do personal training if they, if they, if they like to, if they're inclined to do so. So that's what, like I mentioned earlier, like wasn't, I'm not the best businessman, but I'm, you know, a great, good person. And, and uh, so I, my trainers, if they train somebody, they just kept, have to give me a $10 kickback. And so, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for them, I guess, if you will, on how much that they can make. And I'm, I'm not one to, you know, my facility is nice for them to do personal tra training and I can, they can facilitate it and I don't want to take their money. You know, they're the ones putting in the work. They're the ones getting the, the clientele. Yes. You know, I have the facility and the, the the means of them to train somebody and make some money but that's my my intentions are not to take their money my intentions are then for them to be successful so it's all group training um, we have open gym opportunities but it's like all my customers it, it all comes out out of group training got it okay and in this situation that you're in now as far as working another job is that ideal for you or would you like to be in a position where you didn't have to work another job yeah of course i love to not work that'd be fantastic i'd be yeah. so he's <laughs> such a great uh trophy husband but i have to get better looking and then i also have to have the means financially to do that so <laughs> i used to be i didn't have so many gray hairs until i got two kids and a and and a business. A gym, <laughs> yeah. and a business. But um, ideally, this would be the ideal situation. 
ideally for me, I would train people the times that made sense for me and my family. And I have a successful gym. I do have a very successful gym, but frankly, um, training people every single day, getting up at 4.15 every single morning when you're not a morning person, and then coming home at 7 p.m., it's just not conducive to like a happy, happy life. You know, your, your wife wants you home, your kids want you to be there, and, you know, you have to be at the gym. And it's, uh, mm -hmm. so ideally, I think the situation I am in right now is great because I have a head trainer that absolutely loves coaching people and he's getting, he's getting worn out too. I mean, I coached for over 10 years and um, a lot, majority of the time I was doing it for free, you know? And so um, he's starting to feel it a little bit because when you are, and I know that we're talking the business aspect, but mm -hmm. when you're, when you're there for people every single day and they're basically you're their therapist, you know, you're the one that is making their day better, but who's making your day better, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it was challenging and, you know, I'm really fortunate. I have a, a trainer his name's Reem, Reem Shields. He's fantastic. People love him. He's got incredible energy um, and, uh, you know, allows me to do my job um, and provide for my family and keep this place running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what needs to happen so that you don't have to work your full-time job, but then you also don't have to be in the gym from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m.? Right. So I think there's a, a number of things that would have to happen. I think number one would be raise my rates considerably. Mm -hmm. When I say considerably, right now, our monthly membership is 175. And I think the average in Napa is like 225. So we should probably raise our rates. But I also took a lot of pride in being an affordable group training facility. You know, so it's, I don't want to get away from where we started. And that was ultimately provide a place for people to, you know, enrich their lives and make them feel better. You know, once we get to that, you know, going past $200 a month, in my opinion, you start to lose the community and you start to gain people that they want everything and more. And when you can't provide that, then you have animosity. And then we have a, you know, a kind of a, a tug of war match on, am I enjoying providing the service for people or are they asking for too much, you know, cause I might be asking too much money. So it's, I think right now we would have to raise our rates and then um, put a lot, a little bit more money and time into marketing, mm -hmm. um, like a lot more money and time into it. Cause currently right now it's all word of mouth. Um, we don't have any, our social media presence is, eh, it's pretty good. And I have an office manager that kind of manages that. And then our head coach Reem also does it as well. Um, but I think that, if, if I were going, okay, this is it. I'm going to double down on this business and I'm going to make it work. It would have to be raising my rates. If I got probably 30 to 40 more people, um, I think I could be pretty comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and if I took on some of the, some of the training 
And um, I think that would be, uh, it, it's a possibility. But, um, you know, frankly, I got a, an incredible job right now that I love. So I kind of have, I kind of like double dipping, if you will. Like I got a great gym with incredible people and a trainer. And I got a pretty badass job that I make really great money. And I have amazing coworkers. So I'm like kind of kicking ass. <laughs> I like that. I have like a dual life. Going there you on. go. <laughs> so, how many members do you currently have? Did you say 150? We're just or- shy of 150 right now. Okay. We just, and uh, go ahead. 5,000 square feet is the facility? Uh, it's just a little over, a little over 5,000 square feet. Got it. And how much of that is the actual? training space floor space for training um i would say well over um i think the only spot that we can't really train is there's a small office area over here that's roughly Mm -hmm. let's say 20 by 20 and then the back area and the bathroom so we probably have about four thousand square foot of of usable space Okay. So you've got room, you've got room to grow. Yeah. You know, there's room. So my 530 AM class, when I used to train, we had upwards of 30 people at, in my classes and it was kind of crazy and it was literally half the square footage. So you can see right here, there's a wall that go. there's a, there's a, we're doing remodeling. So there's a wall right here. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have to paint this section that you're currently looking at. That's all we had as a gym. And now we have this section over here. So we've okay. literally doubled in size. So I had 30 people in that little tiny spot and you had, I had to be incredibly creative in how I was going to structure a strength portion and a conditioning portion. And most of the time it, it would be um, an interval where you're 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, and like a two to five minute break in between. And it was people just cycling through. So right now, how we have it right now, we're very strong in the CrossFit right now. My instructor loves CrossFit. People love CrossFit now. So now it's a little bit more difficult to get that many people because, you know, if we're doing a strength portion, everyone needs a barbell more or less or a rack. And um, so it's a little bit harder, I would say, for us to comfortably, for us to be comfortable, um, probably 25 people is the max, like every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that we could potentially do it. Um, but it's just, it's one of those growing pains, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now, as far as... I just had something I wanted to touch on and now I forgot what it was. Cause I was rambling. That's okay. Um, the billing, how do you structure how your clients pay? Do they pay on a monthly basis? Do they purchase packages? How do you structure that piece? Of That's all, it's all monthly. So it's okay. basically, um, it's unlimited. So I got somebody coming in. Unlimited training for 175 a month, and it's there's no package stuff. We use Wattify. It's my buddy Polly. Sorry. Uh, so it's um, it's all monthly. So we keep it like my brother would always say, keep it simple, stupid. So we just have a monthly. Um, Wattify has been really great to us. It uh, um, allows us to just go 
here's a link, here's all the options that you have. And um, it's just, uh, it's super simple for us. Got it. So is there any sort of a commitment there or are they on month to month? It's month. So if, if they're offered a discount, then we have perhaps like a three month commitment. Like right now, we just, unfortunately there's a gym, unfortunately, but fortunately for us, the gym just closed down. That was actually before the pandemic, I was actually going to be merging with them and they just closed down. So basically everyone was trying to grab those former members. Mm -hmm. And so we offered essentially two months for the price of, excuse me, three months for the price of two. And so they got a discounted rate. So they have to go for three months outside of that discounted um, type of situation. It's all month to month. So it's, there's no long-term commitments, which is good and bad, right? Mm. Like a lot of people don't want to be committed to something. Um, a lot of people should be committed to something for a longer term. So they stick with it. Um, but again, it was one of those situations where kind of goes back on to why I started this, you know, it wasn't to hold people to, to a contract and say, Nope, Nope. I'm sorry. You can't go anywhere else. You're stuck with me. If they don't want to be here, we don't want them here. You know, that's, that's the way I think. Um, and fortunately we have, yeah, you're fine. Uh, fortunately, you know, we do have a lot of people that stick around and doesn't matter if there's a contract or not. Like I've had people for 10 years like this, this complete bag of turds has been here <laughs> for uh, quite some time. Hey, you're welcome to work out. If it gets loud, I'll just go into a different room. Okay. Huh? Okay. So yeah, uh, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very easy for everyone, in my opinion. And we just require a 30, 30 day notice, just like most people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And are most people, how long are most people sticking around for industry average is three to six months? Um, I mean, we're, we're keeping people for, I mean, I have people here for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, I really feel like we have people here for more than three years. Like seriously, because one of our big things is it's a, it's a community. It's not just a gym. We have people that depend on one another and not just for their, their exercising, it's for their personal situations. Like it, it's, it's a, it's very, and I've had people come here from other places and go, wow, like, sorry, that's too loud. No, it's okay. okay, with the noise? okay. Um, just really impressed by the, the incredible community that we have here, mm -hmm. you know, people just, they're just, they're just good people here. And that's kind of, that's the whole reason why we started, you know, just trying to bring people up. You know, my, my saying is a rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I've always tried to do. And, and I feel like everyone gets it. They all get it. Like this guy here, Paulie, incredible incredible person and you know he's been to all kinds of different gyms in berkeley and napa i mean he's he's here and he's been here for probably six to eight years you know wow so mm -hmm. yeah so yeah our, we we supersede that that industry standard by a ton mm -hmm. because our, our 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 trainers care like people could literally they'll literally text me hey i got something going on can you talk 
And even though I'm not the head trainer anymore, I know Reem's doing the same thing. You know, we, we go above and above and beyond. And it's not because it's because it's not about that paycheck. It's about that, that person. Right. And, and why we do what we're doing. You know, we do it because we want to enrich these people's lives and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then the money is just a, you know, it's icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. So now my next question, business related side of things, mm-hmm. a little business hack here. Have you ever considered charging weekly as opposed to monthly? No. Do people do that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even. Um, so we have people being in Napa Valley, which it's wine country, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Napa Valley, but a little bit. We we are one of the top visited places in the nation. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I would love, I would have loved to get better at is basically targeting those those people that come in. Like when people go to Hawaii, it's super easy. Like you go online. Beep, beep, you punch in everything there's it's very very um systematic you know because the majority of their their clients are are drop-ins and they just they got it dialed in so i just need to go to hawaii and figure stuff out basically (laughs) it's a good excuse to go to hawaii right so the reason that i ask is because and and this is why I asked about people being committed. Like are people staying for a year or longer? Because mm. when you charge weekly, as opposed to monthly, there are four months within the year that have five weeks. So by the yeah. end of the year, you're missing out on a whole entire month of membership right. tuition. If you're charging monthly, as opposed to weekly. Gotcha. So by charging weekly, that covers that additional month that you're missing out on and it allows you to generate an entire other month of right so how does one go about doing that do they say it's not month to month it's week to week yeah it's weekly so so i'm just curious as opposed to having a month i'm just curious as to how the structure would be Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I ask if you have an agreement in place, because if you do have an agreement in place, you've got your 12 month agreement and it's billed weekly. Hmm. So just from a business standpoint, it makes a huge difference, right? So if you're doing, if you've got say 150 people that are paying $175 a month and you're bringing in 26 K a month ish, Mm-hmm. You change that one thing by the end of the year, you just made yourself another 26 K. Right. And then as opposed to saying, Hey guys, we're going to raise your rates $5. They don't even know. They're just like, Hey, right. I just got charged for this week. Right. So you and literally have, like, sorry. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. Right. Right no. now you're not getting paid for that month. Yeah. That's, that's a, I've never even considered that, but I'm not very smart. So that's probably why. <laughs> people just don't realize things like that right and a lot of um gym owners aren't business people right it's like they're they love the gym and they love working out and they love helping people reach their goals and they come into this to do that right but then there are so many business things that come into play that -hmm. you just didn't know about that can make a huge difference like weekly billing for example right so yeah i have an office manager that's been 
we I've been incredibly fortunate to have and she she manages our, our waterfly but that's definitely something to bring up to her because she's very type a which is why she's my office manager yeah and she'd be like <laughs> yes there you go <laughs> perfect so, that's a good idea I, yeah. I like it yeah and it absolutely. would it should I would suspect that waterfly has it already built in there I don't know if you're familiar with waterfly probably I've heard of it I always use mind body um, and I know that it's an option with my body, but I'm sure that Wattify also has that option yeah. weekly, bi-weekly. We I'm used sure mind body a long time ago. We just, I think Wattify was just, it has kind of a cool, it's, it's just like mind body where people check in and, and, mm-hmm. um, sign up for class. We really got into it during, um, during COVID because we had to keep our numbers to a particular you know, number or right. couldn't exceed a particular number. So it was mm-hmm. very important for us. Now it's kind of like whatever. Right. Fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much better now than it was. So, okay. um, okay. And so where are you directing most of your attention within the business right now? So I know that you've, you've got your full-time job. You're kind of removed from the business yeah. for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, but what does most of your time and attention go to within the business itself? So right now we are, um, we, a lot of my attention was like taking down this wall and getting it trimmed up and getting plate, getting it all, you know, dialed in. Uh, we have a new massage therapist that's going to be moving into the office area. So we had to uh, frame up a wall um, and get that, you know, get the sheet rocker in there and, and get the framer in there. Um, so a lot of it is like, honestly, it's like kind of like the old, the old uh, um, infomercial set it and forget it. <laughs> like I pretty much, I have an incredible trainer. I have an incredible group of people and I have an awesome um, office manager. So I like really don't have to do anything. <laughs> Um, but my wife is very much into training. I come and work out at five 30 or 6 AM on my own with a couple friends. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm here and it's kind of like, um, obviously it's important for me to be here and people to see me and see that I'm around and, you know, why are you guys called Newton's law fitness? Oh, that there's one of the owners right there. Um, so I'm really just that guy that's just, you know, you know, shaking people's hands and kissing the babies and there you go and you know when something goes wrong mm-hmm. i gotta fix it i'm right. basically the maintenance guy yeah <laughs> and you know for example we are actually doing a coach's appreciation gotta make sure the coaches are here um <laughs> we're doing a coach's appreciation uh next week because i know that my my head trainer is getting yeah, he's getting bogged down. Like he's getting his ass kicked. He's up every morning and here late at night. And I could, you could just see it. And I uh, hung out with him and I, and I know that he's just like tired. It's, 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 it's tiresome. So we're actually going to be, um, it's kind of cool. I have coaches, but that, that a lot of them don't coach anymore. So I have two coaches set for one coach, like, Hey, you guys are going to figure out what you're going to gift them and who's going to speak on their behalf or for them. And I, so I have three coaches that are actually paid coaches 
and have two people for a coach that are going to get the presence for them and such. So our head guy, we're actually um, doing a coach's appreciation on the 22nd. And so someone's going to go up and, and, you know, tell them how special they are. And we're actually going to all the trainers and myself, we're going to be doing his classes next week. So he gets a whole week off, mm -hmm. but he's going to get paid for it. So um, I don't know why I went I was I talking about that. I forgot. Oh yeah. So I'm going to be training at 5 30 AM people again. And, and I love, I love coaching people. Like I, I am not by any means the best technical coach. I'm not a cheerleader, but I can bullshit with the best of them. I like to crack jokes. I like to play good music and I have, you know, attention to detail when I see somebody that's doing something wrong mm -hmm. or if doing it right. I can make sure that people know it, right. you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I'm still involved. It's just mainly I'm, I'm, I'm putting out fires, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm still, you know, out there trying to promote my business and like doing stuff like this. Yeah. Kind of yeah. overseeing things and yeah. handling things as they come. Right. Got it. So one more thing uh, before we start to wrap up that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is what is one of the most important lessons that you've learned throughout your time in owning a gym? Definitely um, listen to those people that like my parents were like, Hey, go to business classes, go to business classes. You guys need to go to business class. We never did it. And it was like, either go to take courses or hire someone to do it. We got, we, there was a point where we were missing out on thousands of dollars a month because our automatic withdrawal or whatever you want to call it was not capturing a bunch of people. And we were doing it. My brother and I, I mean, my brother's even worse than I am on a computer. And, he, you know, we're trying to, to manage this checking account and banking account and, you know, withdrawing all this money. And we didn't double check. We missed, I'm not joking, in three months, we missed almost $10,000, you know? So I wish that I, A, either went to business school or B, which would be the better one, is hire someone to do it for me. Mm -hmm. just hire someone to do all of the the back end yes. you know I could be the face I can be the trainer I can be happy I can kick butt but let's get that person that I have now you know and she's the bad guy because she's right. following up making people making sure people pay their bills and and making sure my bills are paid I should have had her 12 years ago mm -hmm. you know but I didn't have the resources then and I didn't realize that this was going to be what it is now you know right. so definitely it would have been you know essentially just in general hire someone to do the job that you don't do very well yes like that's why we have this head trainer now because i lost my steam i mm -hmm. lost my, my i lost my my direction you know I, right. I didn't care as much anymore so i hired this guy because i'm like you know what if i don't do it the gym's going bye-bye it's done like I'm not inspired anymore. I'm starting to hate people. <laughs> just kidding. And, you know, just kidding. We're able to, yeah, just kind of hate people, uh, especially <laughs> in the morning. But, um, you know, I got him on board and he's dialed in. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a well oiled machine at this point. It's just a matter of, 
you know, like we discussed earlier, there's a couple tweaks that we have to do to get it to the next level to where I can be, you know, really enriching my life, which is why one owns a business. Like you do it to provide for your family. And I think it's just a couple tweaks. The biggest thing though, that we did invest in, but there's been all kinds of different, um, you know, scams, if you will, but like marketing, um, we, we did a really great, I think it was like four or five months where we did 14 days for $14 and we did all these funny videos and stuff. And so people could try the gym for two weeks, basically for $14 and there's no, Hey, if you, if you stick with us, we'll give you a hat or you stick with us, you know, it's, it's a month to month membership and it's at this rate. And we actually got pretty darn good at it. Um, the sad thing was that you got people that were just coming in to get a discount, right? They're right. just like, oh, dude, I got free gym essentially for 14 days. Um, but uh, we got a bunch of customers from that. Um, that. That marketing direction, we went away from it, frankly, because the marketing guy, well, excuse me, we went away from it because we went on to Wattify. Um, we got Wattify and it's a completely different means of charging people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, Wattify is really easy to track. Um, and it, Wattify just, it's, it's been really good to us. Um, but yeah, that would be it. Hire people to do the stuff that you don't do so well at. Yes. And then yeah. invest in marketing because a lot of people like I have a gym right down the way that, I mean, people complain about them all the time. Mm-hmm. People say they're expensive, the workouts suck, but he does two really great things. He does incredible marketing and he spends the money on people saying a CrossFit gym. He's not even CrossFit, but you look up CrossFit gym, his gym will pop up, you know, in the, in the um, search immediately. And he, you know, double doubles down on people that he had trained in the past, like being, you know, athletes and whatever. And I personally don't like that because, you know, you're taking a kid and you're letting them do the marketing for you. I I don't think there's, I don't think it's really cool, but he's done, he doesn't care. He just does it anyways. And he's kicking ass with it. Is his gym better than mine? Absolutely not. My freaking gym is fucking 10 times better than his. My people are 20 times better than his. Mm -hmm. And it's not because, let me, let me rephrase that. Our people aren't better. We just have a better community. Everyone's right. here for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but his marketing is is fantastic. There's another CrossFit gym that um, you know I used to be really good friends with. Um, he does an incredible job at getting somebody in, and then getting referrals from that person, and then getting somebody in maybe for free, and giving them a different rate of pay, um, a different rate. Excuse me because maybe they, they look good or they have lots of friends and that's smart. I don't do that. I, everyone pays the same amount, law enforcement, military and college students all get $50 off and everybody else pays the same. And even, even one of my best friends, I mean, even like my boy Paulie here has become one of my best friends. He, he, if he wants to me to succeed, he's going to, he's going to pay the same rate as everybody else. Right. You know? So it's part of that, you know, that line, right? Because yes. I'm, I'm like right at that line where 
I don't want to step over it. I don't want to start giving people just kind of rates because, you know, I think they're more popular um, or I don't want to, you know, do things of that nature. I'll give somebody, Hey, you know, we're doing this marketing thing right now. Um, like I said earlier, like the summertime thing, it's three months for the price of two, you know, it's not the rest of their membership. It's just for those three months. And then it goes back to regular rate. So yeah, that's about it. I, um, to sum it up, I'm not the best business person, but I am a good person. <laughs> and there I can go. go to sleep. I can go to sleep well at night, even though I have a three-year-old that keeps me up all night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, hey, I mean, yeah, it, it gets complicated when you start giving certain people discounts and this, that, and the other thing and kind of blur the lines there and it becomes right, a little right. bit too much. So I, I don't disagree with you just kind of keeping things the same across the board minus mm -hmm. the couple discounts that you do offer so yeah. definitely don't disagree with that um all right so as we start to wrap up here where can the listener find you on social media um it's nlfc napa so type in nlfc underscore napa is um is where you'll find us on instagram on facebook we just have newton's law fitness club on facebook and like I said, marketing, that's one thing that um, we need to double down on is, is getting people to, to do it for us. Because right. I, I think internet's a black hole. I think social media is a black hole. And I don't like to be a part of it. And, you know, I'm in this business to help people, but I'm not in this business to take my life away and, and you know, make it less, uh, you know, fun and enjoyable, enjoyable. so yeah. <laughs> there I do have some people that I've reached out to that are we're going to be working together and and working on our um on our marketing presence excuse me our, our social media presence mm -hmm. so Perfect. and then also you know another thing too is a local our register it's called the Napa register the I got to get myself out there there's there's all kinds of avenues that we could kind of start going into but you know like I said earlier that I got a little complacent and a little bit you know it was challenging especially during the pandemic um, it was a difficult time and so we're getting ourselves back to a position where we can actually start spending that money mm -hmm. and you know double down doubling down on getting the word out mm -hmm. yeah absolutely always good to have multiple pulls in the water there as far as the right. advertising piece goes, but definitely want to make sure that you're getting a return on investment wherever that money is going, wherever that time is going. Right. Um, that's the, the biggest piece there. So, all right. So Travis from Newton's Law Fitness Club in Napa, California. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great yeah. having you on the show. Thank you so much. You have yes. a wonderful night. Thank you. You too. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. 
four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.